following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Smacking the Raw podcast, welcome to the dog house, where you know we always kick that shiznit doggy style. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Creation Magazine is proud to bring to you the greatest hosts in the world, the Warden Matt Ritter, Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer, the Smacking It Raw podcast. This is episode 79. Travis, how are you today? I'm, I'm, I'm great, sir. How are you? I'm good. I, I haven't done something like that in a while, so I wanted to do that. I want to do that because of something that I got on Monday Night Raw that you might not have got on Monday Night Raw. We'll get to that in a minute. With the road dog, then yeah, I did not get that. Oh, well, we'll get to that uh, when we get to Monday Night Raw. Or actually, we'll get to that when we talk about what's not good enough for Hulu. I'm just excited to be back because the weather here in Chicago has been absolutely abysmal. Just fucked my week up. And I got a lot of overtime at work, but uh, kept me from being able to record this podcast last week, which absolutely sucked. Almost kept me from uh, figuring out when we were going to do it this week because we had an ice storm last night, which wasn't as bad as I said it was going to be. It's just, uh, it's been some rough weather. I'm ready for winter to go away. What 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 are you looking at? You didn't hear my dog? No, I did not hear your dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the news. Uh over the weekend, we had the Worlds Collide tournament, which was NXT versus NXT UK versus 205 Live. That tournament was won by the Velveteen Dream. Um, I'm not going to give spoilers away, but apparently at a TV taping, he decided to cash in his title opportunity. Um, so that will be coming up, and you will see if he successfully uh, captured his first title or not and what title he decided to go for. The Lucha Bros, which is uh, Pentagon and... Ray Phoenix have signed with AEW as well as an independent wrestler by the name of Jimmy Havoc. And it seems like from uh, what was posted in the Smack and Raw podcast group here on Facebook, that they are close to signing a TV deal. Apparently they have two major TV deals on the table and uh, they're close to figuring out which one they want to take. So it's all coming together, Travis. Cool. I can't wait to see it. Dean Ambrose is reportedly leaving after WrestleMania. WWE has confirmed this. Uh, they didn't do the whole, you know, wish, wish him best on future endeavors. They did something a little different. So a lot of people are speculating that this isn't real, that this is a story. Um, I think he's going to go. We'll see. But um, it's it's interesting. I don't blame him. He wants to have better creative and he hasn't had the best creative lately especially after losing his title to bobby lashley he's just kind of been muddling around um until this week which i found really entertaining but yeah any thoughts on dean ambrose taking off um kind of the same way i feel about a lot of guys when they leave especially when it's people that i really they haven't really been doing much with anyway it's just like i mean you're not doing nothing with him anyway let him go <laughs> you know what i mean it's just there's no need in keeping somebody around if you're not going to do anything with them. And it doesn't seem like they're really doing anything with them right now. So let them go. I agree with that. Another person they weren't doing anything with who's leaving is Hideo Itami, who was in, yeah, see, you don't watch NXT and shit. He's on 205 Live right now. He was in NXT. He was one of the first big signees NXT got from uh, Japan. 
He was known as Kenta. It was a big deal. He came in with all this fanfare. Then he got injured, and then he came back, and then he got injured again, and then WWE just didn't do anything with him. So he is also leaving. There have been a lot of tweets from superstars uh, over the last week saying, thank you, Kenta, because uh, that's what he changed his name back to on Twitter. I led with Dean Ambrose because I knew you'd be like, yeah, I know Dean Ambrose, but Hideo Itami, who was actually in the fatal four-way match for the Cruiserweight title at the Royal Rumble, probably not as familiar with. Um, Anthony. I I think the only one I knew in that match was Kalisto. Kalisto was in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the only one I knew. (laughs) Uh, Anthony from our group posted something that says that we're getting another superstar shakeup here in, coming up in April after WrestleMania. I'm going to shake things up again. And it's going to be an international superstar shakeup, which should be interesting. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it means that the shakeup's going to involve uh, NXT UK as well as NXT and 205 Live. I don't know how I feel about that. We will find out. Exactly. Rumor and innuendo says that the Hart Foundation is plugged to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. All of them? Uh, yeah, it looks like all of them, except the only one that's alive to accept anything is Bret Hart. So Natalia will probably accept on, you know, for her father, and then Brian Pillman's got a son who wrestles and a couple kids, so maybe they'll come in and accept for him. I Now I hear your dog, yes. <laughs> So on and so forth. Um, I don't know that Owen will get inducted, though. If they do induct the entire Hart Foundation, this may be the only way to induct Owen without inducting Owen Hart because his family won't let him. Well, his wife. I don't know, man. We'll see. It's just... I mean, I don't even know how to put this because... I felt the same way when they inducted the four horsemen into the into the Hall of Fame. We just like, okay, which four horsemen? You know what I mean? Like, because you know the four horsemen has changed and it's been like you know different people at different times. So like, they just pick certain ones they want. Those aren't all the horsemen though, because you know the horsemen include Chris Benoit. So, well, didn't they induct the original four horsemen? Wasn't it Flair, Arn, Tully? That's what they ended up being, yeah. Yeah. That's the same. If they induct the Hart Foundation, are they doing the faction or are they just, you know, because originally the Hart Foundation was, you know, just Jim and Brett. Yeah, exactly. And they might do that. They might just do Jim and Brett. Who knows? We we will have to see. Um, Another thing we're going to have to see is. Oh, that means Brett is the second two-time Hall of Famer? Yeah. That's another thing for him and Ric Flair to feud about, huh? Yeah, well. (laughs) You know, for as great as he was in the ring, for as much as, uh, you know, he did the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be thing. There's a lot that's come out about Bret Hart over the last few years and just his attitude and his. Yeah, he's a shitty person. Yeah. But so is Michael Jordan. (laughs) <laughs> you know who's not a shitty person, Travis? And I forgot to put this in the news, but I'm glad you brought that up. He's six-time winner of the Super Bowl, Tom Brady. He's a fantastic person. He won a Super Bowl on Sunday. 
And this is relevant to wrestling because WWE sent him a WWE championship like they do all the teams that win the Super Bowl or the NBA saying, Finals. Yeah, they folded that one last year when he beat Tom Brady. Just, you know. Yeah, so, well, no one's won six except for him. Yeah, but the last one, to, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the last person to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl was Nick Foles. Probably. Yeah, yeah. He also it's okay. the game, too. The person to throw the most touchdown passes in Super Bowls is still Tom Brady. You can throw the last one, but he's thrown the most. He's also lost. Uh, so, you know. still, <laughs> he has that luxury, Travis. That is the beautiful thing about being Tom Brady is you can w- lose the most Super Bowls and still have a winning record in the Super Bowls. It's yeah, amazing. Right. It is. It, it is. Amazing. that many times? Here's the thing. I respect Tom Brady. Fuck him, but I respect him. You know? It is what it is. It's fine. Our last bit of news James, here. I respect the hell out of LeBron James, but fuck him. We got to get moving here. Our last bit of news here. Uh, do you watch? Do you watch? Do you listen to Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia? Negative. Uh, Rusev and Lana were on there, um, kind of airing their frustrations about what's going on with Rusev's character. And Lana talked a lot about her past and her history and kind of why she is the way she is. But apparently. Part two comes out next week, and there is breaking news, huge announcement on part two. Don't know if Lana's going to be pregnant um, and if they're announcing it there or if they're leaving or what's going on, but apparently there's a huge announcement coming out next Monday on Chasing Glory that they have um, a good marriage. Maybe. That might make you happy. But, yeah, so if you guys listen to Chasing Glory and uh, you haven't listened to Rusev Lana, segment go check that out um or just wait and listen for the breaking news next week all right travis let's roll into monday night raw uh becky lynch talk about it it? huh oh yeah that is what we're here to talk about isn't it yeah becky lynch and stephanie start off raw stephanie starts saying becky your knee looks bad you should get it checked out and becky's like i don't trust you bitches i'm not losing my spot at wrestlemania y'all are on some shady shit i ain't doing it she's like listen if you don't go get checked out, you're going to be suspended. And Becky's like, don't say that again. She goes, all right, well, I'm going to have to suspend you. And then Becky punched her in the fucking mouth and then tried to put her in the disarmor, and they broke it up, and Becky Lynch got suspended. Go ahead. Does this angle seem familiar to you? It does. Like, you know, by a certain bald superstar, you know, about 20 years ago. No, it absolutely does, and I'm praying to God that Becky Lynch finds some sort of vehicle to ride in on and disrupt Monday Night Raw next week, just like crash into the ring. My thing was, like, it was literally the same thing, like, injured superstar. The boss doesn't want them to compete. He wants them to, you know, whatever. They put a bit of a twist on it, but it's the same shit. And as a result of this, they got knocked the fuck out. Only difference was she just punched her and Stone Cold stunned Vince. Like, I agree. I mean, I'm not um, I have a problem with it. I'm just like, you know. No, they're definitely going the Stone Cold route with Becky. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And she's just. Uh, right. <laughs> my, my issue with this is, and it, it, I didn't see it so much on SmackDown, but the last couple weeks, because we weren't here last week, when Rhonda comes out and she cuts her passionate promos about Becky and gets in Becky's face, Becky just stands there and smirks. She doesn't say anything back. And I feel like that's because WWE knows if they let Becky say something back, they're going to make Rhonda look stupid. 
and they don't want Ronda to look stupid. So Becky's instructed to not say anything to Ronda and just let Ronda say her piece, which bothers me because we all know yeah. that Becky could do it. Well, Becky, Becky's got the clapbacks, and they won't let her. If they won't let her really do it, then I have a problem with that as well. But yeah. I will say I'm also okay with you know Ronda going all passionate and stuff, and Becky just looking at her like I I don't give a shit because I don't respect you kind of thing, you know because she doesn't give a shit about anybody. It's kind of <laughs> where they're going with that. So if they're not going to let her really clap back at her, that's the best they can do. Fair enough. And Kate kind of said the same thing. And Kate, I was talking to her, and she was like, yeah, you've never been in a girl-on-girl fight before. And I'm like, well, no, because I'm not a girl. Yeah. I identify as a male. Yeah, I have the um, the identification as the male gender. Yeah, so uh, apparently that's part of a girl fight, though, is where one girl talks back and then the other girl just stands there and smirks cockily at you. Um, do they fight? Yeah, they do fight. I'm going to say, well, when do they fight? How long? Oh, I don't know. I, I We didn't get that far into it. She just said it was part of a girl fight. Yeah, as I was just saying, like, what part is that? Like, is that like the prelims or like, is that like, you know, the warm up or is that the pre-warm up to get into the warm up or you know, when do we actually fight? Eventually. Rhonda gets backstage, gets in Becky's face, as we were talking about, does her whole thing. My favorite part of the whole thing was the very last sentence she said, which was ice and Advil, bitch, as she looked down at Becky's knee, which was uh, fairly enjoyable. But, uh, you know, it's clear now. It's been like this the last couple weeks. And... Also, it kind of happened. I guess we'll talk about it when it gets to it. But, like, you know, when Ronda gets all pissed because the fans are booing her. And it's like, it's funny because they're not booing her because they don't like her. They're just booing her because she's not Becky. So it's just like, do you go with that or do you try to fight it, you know? And you know what I mean? Like, do you keep with the with the face Ronda thing or do you let her go heel? Just, you know. You let her go heel. You do not Roman Reigns her. Do exactly. not Roman Reigns her. Exactly. Let her because roll bench, and go heel. Because that's what happened with Roman Reigns. Is They weren't really booing Roman Reigns at first. They were just booing Roman Reigns because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. But then they wouldn't let the shit go. And then they were just booing Roman Reigns. If you let them go ahead and go heel, eventually the crowd will start to cheer them anyway because they like what they're doing. So and she... She's supposedly leaving after WrestleMania anyway, so what's the harm? Let her go heel because she's not going to get cheered at WrestleMania. It's not going oh, to it happen. Is, it is going to be the, the booze when she walks in against Becky. Look. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, Travis. She might cry, man. She might cry on the way home. Ronda then walks to the ring to take on Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad. She destroys Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad. Then ask Sarah Logan to come in, and then a little less destroying, but still takes out Sarah Logan, and then is still ready to take on Ruby Riot, who decides, you know what, mm, not going to do that tonight. Mm-mm-mm. Makes sense, though, because it's just like, yo, you can't have her up against Ruby Riot and beat down Ruby Riot after she's already had two matches, you know, then you kill Ruby Riot. So it's like... Let it let it let it do let Ruby Riot do the heel thing like ah not today you know and that kind of thing and to kind of save Ruby Riot's character a bit I get it you shouldn't do that and that's one of my problems with what WWE is doing is the idea that because someone is an MMA 
are a former MMA fighter or has competed in MMA, they are somehow superior to people who wrestle when wrestling. Bugs the fucking shit out of me. This isn't MMA. This is wrestling. These people have been wrestling for some over a decade. You cannot tell me that because you come from MMA, you are inherently better at wrestling than someone who has been wrestling for 14 years. So Ronda should not be dominating these people. Yeah, UFC doesn't have a top rope. Exactly. Uh, Did you see the Four Corners tag team match for the number one contendership? Negative. Did you see Kurt Angle? I did, and I was disappointed when his help came out, and it wasn't who I thought it would be. Who would you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be Jason Jordan. Uh, It should have been. I don't know where the fuck he's at. Because he mentioned him during his promo. I'm like, is he coming back tonight? Is he coming back tonight? Like when when Corbin and Drew McIntyre came out to get him, like, Jason Jordan's about to come out and help him, though. He's about to come out and help his dad. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Okay, I mean, that's cool. There is... There are so many wrestlers right now who uh, I believe have been cleared to wrestle who they're just not putting back on TV. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ray Wyatt, Jason Jordan, Kevin Owens, Sammy's it like there's a lot dead and they just don't want to tell us. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. You shut your mouth, goddammit. He still tweets. He's alive. That's not him, man. They got somebody uh, else tweeting for him to keep the charade alive. They just don't so want anyway, Kurt Angle addresses his future with the WWE. Sounds like maybe he'll be retiring, but he doesn't get the chance to. He's cut short by Drew McIntyre and uh, the world's biggest douchebag, Baron Corbin. Uh, why are you laughing? Because he's a bum. He is. He's a huge bum. He even says so on his neck. <laughs> um, Strowman comes out, saves the day. Like on his neck. Yes. Well, same thing. A hobo bum. Look it up. There's synonyms. Synonyms. Uh, we get Kurt Angle and Strowman versus Drew and Corbin in the main event of Monday Night Raw, which ends with a DQ finish. And, of course, in the end, Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle are on top. It was fine. It just It's not anything special. It didn't really advance anything yet. Um, maybe they're leading towards Drew McIntyre, Kurt Angle, or Drew Mac or uh, Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, or Drew Braun. Who knows what they're doing? We already had Kurt Angle and uh, Baron Corbin, though. So we've also had Baron Corbin or uh, Kurt Angle and Drew McIntyre. So yeah, exactly. Remember? So I don't know what they really could be leading to. Hey, shut the fuck up. Did you get to see Sasha and Bailey qualify for the Elimination Chamber? I did. did. So you also saw that Alicia Fox found the perfect tag team partner for her in Nikki Cross because they're both fucking crazy. And then they beat the shit out of the Boston Hug Connection. Um, yeah, Boston Hug Connection won. I, I, I must not have been paying close attention because for a second, I thought that Alicia Fox or Nikki Cross pinned Bailey. I didn't think that the Boston Hug Connection got that pin for some reason. And I was like, holy shit, did they really just do that? Hey, I, like, wait, are they it kind of looked like that at first, but I looked more like, no, nah, they, they rolled them up. It's cool. But um, yeah. 
But yeah, when I even like because you know when they set this match up, I'm like clearly this is just a setup match for you know the Balls and Hug Connection to get in here because there's no way they're putting in Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox over the Balls and Hug Connection for a tag team championship match. You know, yeah. So, they had to find a way to make it interesting. So had them jump ahead of time and all that. We had a lot of uh, little backstage segments. I don't know if you saw. Did you see uh, Dana Brooke and Natalia? Dana Brooke and Natalia, no. I have did not seen see, Dana Brooke on television in months. Did you see the Mojo Rally promos? No. I, I, we, I thought we discussed this, that Mojo is banned from Hulu. Uh, did you see Hawkins and Ryder backstage? No, Hawkins is also banned from Hulu. Did you see Paige on Monday Night Raw? I did see Paige on Monday Night Raw. This is disappointing because she comes out and she <laughs> says, do you miss me? And I'm like, oh, she's going to come I'm, back and she's going to announce – like she's a manager or like what her new role in WWE yeah, is. And it's like, too. no, me too. No, I have a movie coming up. Well, no shit. We all know that already. <laughs> and I'm excited and I'm going to go fucking see it. Like exactly. that's Saturday. Cause I You're work. Nice. People who all know the movies coming out already and who are all going to see it already. There was no point in you doing that. Super excited. February 23rd. I will be in the theaters with my wife watching that movie, but what the fuck are you doing, Paige? Like, what is going on in your life? Like, I need to know. Are you coming back? Are you going to be on TV? Manage somebody. What are you going to do? I don't care if they make you a fucking special guest referee for the Ronda versus uh, Becky match at WrestleMania. Just do fucking something. Do something, yes. Because we need Paige on television. Agreed. Um, All right, so then... uh. Finn Balor is supposed to take on Bobby Lashley, but instead he takes on Leo Rush and beats Leo Rush, despite the fact that Lashley beats the crap out of Finn Balor prior to the match, setting up an IC title feud between the beautiful Bobby Lashley and the, what do they refer to him as? Mm. They always call Finn Balor something. The Irish something. Yeah. No, it's... The man that can do, I don't know, Finn Balor. You know, the guy, that just, <laughs> the guy that just fought Brock Lesnar for no fucking reason and really wasted my time, that guy. Uh, did you get to see the moment of bliss? Yes. Travis, I believe the kids refer to it as a thirst trap. Alexa Bliss is a motherfucking thirst trap. The fact that she can convince me that she kind of wants to fuck everyone she interviews or is just in close proximity with and convinces me that she wants it, like her sexual innuendos and just the way she was looking at EC3 despite the fact that she's engaged to Buddy Murphy or the whole thing between her and Braun Strowman, she really is a fantastic actress and Hollywood needs to be looking at her to put her in some shit because she would be entertaining as fuck. But yeah, she'd be thirst-trapping like a motherfucker. Like, it's, it's just like, man, you know, I don't even know. Like, if I'm sitting next to her and she says these things to me, I'm just like, I literally would have to fight the urge to be, like, on camera. I'm like, all right, so you want the dick or what? Like, it's just. <laughs> She's really good at it. Unfortunately, Nia Jax interrupted an entertainment segment where she was interviewing ec3 who did not get to speak one single word the entire time he was out there that's probably best um 
then Dean Ambrose shows up and actually has a pretty funny segment where he talks about how Nia wants him and he has, you know, uh, animal magnetism or sexual bravado or some shit like that. Um, and then interviews EC3 for Alexa Bliss, does not let him say anything, asks him where EC1 and EC2 are. Then EC3 punches him in the face. They have a uh, kind of all right, Matt. It wasn't really the best display of what EC3 could do, being that it's his main roster debut match, but he won. He beat Dean Ambrose. Yeah, and it was it was kind of disappointing, though, because it felt like at first when they started doing this, like, oh, they're letting Dean be funny and fun again. It's like, oh, wait, they turned him back face again that quick? Because this would have been a very quick and successful turn face because that was actually a funny segment. And then, no. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I didn't watch EC3, Ethan Carter III in TNA. Only saw so one. I don't really – I don't know what he's capable of, but what I've seen from NXT and then Monday Night Raw, I'm not impressed, and I don't know what the big deal is about this guy. Like, he's well, not – It's because he was, like, at the top of his game in TNA when TNA really didn't have anybody with the look, as they call it, you know? And he was at the top of his game. So he was like, he could put on a decent match, and he had the look. He could put on a decent match. He could, be, I mean, he could give you a decent promo, and he had the look. So it was just like they kind of vaulted him higher than he really should be, but it was just because of where he was when he was there. You know what I mean? But WWE even brought him in, and they referred to him as the top 1%. Like, he's not impressive. Because he was so popular in TNA, and they brought him in, and they're like, we're going to try to keep that going and bring in that TNA audience and that kind of shit. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. But. All right, well, he's not impressive to me. He's not doing it for me. Um, Usually like the beefcakes. Let's get into not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first off, we had a four corners tag team match for the number one contendership. You had the Lucha House Party versus Heavy Machinery, which means even though I sent it to you, you again missed the Caterpillar on Hulu. Uh, the Revival and the B team, which the Revival won, which means they're going to go on to face Gable and Rude again for the Raw Tag Team titles, and hopefully this time they I fucking win. They had them shits. Yeah. I'm going to save the best for last, Travis, because you're going to be really disappointed you missed this. Uh, Dana Brooke is backstage arguing with Natalia, who last week uh, they had lost their shot to get into the Elimination Chamber with Natalia basically telling Dana Brooke, you don't deserve to be here. You're really not that good. And Brooke's saying she, she's better than Natalia and she's going to prove it. She's going to go ask for a match. So next week, probably not good enough for Hulu, Natalia versus Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hawkins and Ryder backstage, and Ryder wants to know, or <laughs> Hawkins wants to know why Zach Ryder would want to be his tag team partner because he can't win a match, this and that. And Zach's like, listen, they didn't even spell my name right last week. And then Zach proceeded to misspell his own name. But that's not important. He's like, I'm irrelevant. Like, they can't even spell my name right, and I've been here for 13 years, 14 years, whatever it is. Yeah, he has been there forever. <laughs> he goes, we're going to get together, we're going to team up, and we're going to break your losing streak together, and we're going to become tag team champions, and we're going to make me relevant again. We're going to fix both our problems. And uh, Hawkins is like, all right, I mean – I'm not winning any matches anyway, so what does it hurt? Why does he? Exactly. Why the fuck not? 
Mojo Raleigh has been doing promos where he sits in a dark room and stares into a mirror and talks to himself about how he is his own problem and it's really fucking weird. And I don't know why they're giving him promos again, but hey, it's something. He shouldn't be allowed to talk. Last but not least, we have a match scheduled where J-E, double F, J-A, double R, E, double T, that's double J, Jeff Jarrett, is supposed to take on Elias. And down to the ring before uh, he comes out comes the road dog, Jesse James, who does the oh, you didn't know, introduces himself as WWF, one half of WWF tag team champions, even though he's not a champion. Apparently that's still what he does. He does the welcome to the doghouse and the shiznit and the ladies and gentlemen. And then he introduces Double J. Um, Elias wins. But here's here's what's important. Elias crotch chopped. And I'm not talking an X crotch chop. I'm talking the full-on suck it crotch chopped road dog. Really? He did road dog strut. Or, I'm sorry, double day strut. Road dog comes in after the match, hits the shake, rattle, and roll, yells suck it really loud in the air and then crotch chops Elias and you get double J hitting Elias in the back with a guitar that doesn't fucking break. <laughs> Elias also does some a great job of talking shit about Portland because they were in Portland and how he was supposed to do the Super Bowl and would have saved it unlike Maroon 5 but he made the mistake of coming to Portland and blah blah blah, blah and Elias is fullback heel mode. Travis, He's you would have anyway. So you would have enjoyed everything except for them singing "With My Baby Tonight" again. Like I don't know why they keep doing that. They need to stop that shit. Uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, with my baby tonight." They're like, "Yeah, no, our performance got cut short last week, so we're gonna finish it this week." And I'm like, "No, no, don't do that. <laughs> I don't need you guys singing that fucking song anymore. Cut it out." Other than that, it was really entertaining. It was. I mean, he said Degeneration X presents, and, like, he did the whole road dog thing, came out dressed in full fucking trailblazer clothes. Is Are the Portland trailblazers still a thing? I mean, they're a team. They exist. Nobody gives a shit, but okay. they exist. So it was entertaining. So you like this. Was, People care more about the Los Angeles Clippers than they care about the Portland trailblazers. Uh, gotcha. They did, however repeatedly referred to or Corey Graves did refer to Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog as a nostalgia act and pointed out that it's a nostalgia act. It's a nostalgia act. Blah, blah, blah. So ladies and gentlemen, not good enough for Hulu. You got the new number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team titles in the revival. Uh you got an awesome segment with Road Dog, Double J and Elias and a match between Double J and Elias. That was wasn't bad. I even think Double J said slap nuts which made me happy so i really want that double j like i i want wcw jeff jarrett back or even just like the don't piss me off jeff jarrett on the guitar or like that jeff jarrett, that's jeff jarrett i want back not this jeff jarrett yeah that, not that previous you know do the strut jeff jarrett that thought he was rick flair yeah <laughs> uh also not good enough for hulu ladies and gentlemen dana brooke uh wants a match with natalia Hawkins and Ryder are officially a tag team, 
and Mojo talks to himself in the dark. Was he touching himself? I don't know. They didn't show his hands. He might have been. Yeah. All right, let's move on over to SmackDown, where we continue the saga of Becky Lynch, which is what I'm referring to this road to WrestleMania as. You know, Dragon Ball Z, you have the Boo saga, and you have the Cell saga. This is the Becky Lynch saga, because it's really all about Becky Lynch. After being... After being suspended, Charlotte comes down and talks her, talks her shit, says, you know, Becky doesn't want to go and get evaluated by the doctor because I fucked her knee up, and she knows she's not good, and that's why she's not doing it. But, you know, I'm 100%. I can go to WrestleMania, and I can face Ronda Rousey, and there's not a WrestleMania sign in my room, and those of you just listening to the audio don't know this, but I am pointing to just an empty corner as if I was pointing to the WrestleMania sign because that's what Charlotte did. If you want, we can like just write WrestleMania on a piece of tape, piece of paper and just tape it to the wall right there so you can point at it. Yeah, this time of year, every year. Yeah, just just write it on that tape it to the wall. Nobody will ever see it, but you'll know it's there. Of course, Becky Lynch comes out uh, from the crowd and (laughs) Charlotte takes a pot shot at her saying uh, she stole her father's catchphrase and now she's stealing Roman Reigns' entrance, which I enjoyed. That, was, that made me chuckle a little bit, yeah. Uh, Triple H comes out because Becky's not supposed to be there even though Becky's in Charlotte's face. Uh, he's like, hey, you're suspended. You know you're not supposed to be here. Go get your knee checked out. And Becky's like, I don't trust you bitches. I don't trust any of you. I'm not going to go get my knee checked out by your doctors because you want to keep me from wrestling. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he goes, no, you're scared. You're scared of Ronda just like you were when you went and started that fight before Survivor Series and got your face busted open. You know you can't beat Ronda. You're afraid to face Ronda, so you're trying to find excuses and make us look like the bad guys by not giving you that match. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So Becky slapped him. Yeah. And that was one of those things where, like, on one hand, it'd be like, like, shut up, Paul. But on the other hand, just like, in a weird, twisted way, he could be right. Yeah, no, the fact that she keeps refusing to just go get her knee looked at, mm-hmm. and then he brings that point up, it's like, you shouldn't say shit like that because you are putting doubt in our minds that Becky really is who you're trying to make her be. Exactly. Don't do that shit. You're making it like, wait, maybe she really is ducking Ronda. Trying to make herself look like she wants to fight Ronda, but she really don't want to fight Ronda. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Like I said, I want to see her show up on suspension again. Maybe fucking riding uh, the Zamboni. Uh, you got to do something that hasn't been done before. Well, which has been done before. Stone Cold drove every vehicle imaginable. Yeah. Like, if you can think, in the comments, if you can think of a vehicle that Stone Cold never drove on television, that's possible for him to drive on television. Don't don't come in here talking about a Learjet or some shit. All right? I need something that's possible for him to drive into the arena. All right? No, something that's possible for Becky to drive into the arena that hasn't been driven into the arena yet. Right. Because we've had limos. We've had low riders. We've had pickup trucks. We've had motorcycles. We've had... Beer trucks, we've had Zambonis, we've had ATVs, milk trucks, a lot of shit. Um, You know what we haven't had before, though? 
mopeds. No, we have not had Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura as a tag team, and we got that, and we got it with a win over one of the most decorated tag teams of this era from New Japan that they just keep shitting on. I'm about to say they mean absolutely nothing on SmackDown. The club. Um, this is probably where they're going with these guys now because they got nothing better. I'm disappointed that our truth, the United States champion, wasn't on the show at all. For those of you just listening to the audio, the pregnant pause was because Travis had to put on a crown. Ladies and gentlemen, your king is back. And I have some words for you today. What the fuck? First of all, congratulations to our truth because we weren't here last week and I wasn't able to congratulate him properly for winning the U.S. title for the second time. And defending. And defending it. Yes, yes. Even though they decided after his win to leave him laying in the ring like he lost. Really but, scared me, by the way. I was like, really? They're going to give it to him and take it right away? That's fucked up. This I was black scared that too, but it didn't happen. It's fine. But I was just like, whatever. He's the champ now. It's cool. No problem. But then, this week we come back, and they just don't even put the champ on the show. Like, what the fuck? Let him just be there do something. Something. He could just come out and talk some shit and walk back out, but you still need to put the champ on TV. He just won this shit. Do better. I agree. Do better. Um, Travesty of the week, by the way. Speaking of doing better, SmackDown needs to do better with their women's division in this tag team ship because the fact that every team on Raw had to qualify and not a single team on SmackDown had to qualify pisses me off. And I get that there's a lack of depth in that SmackDown women's roster, but you bring people up. Nikki Cross is competing on both shows. They could have used Nikki Cross and someone, you know, given her a second shot. They could have used they Lacey. Could easily just moved Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross over to SmackDown because nobody would have cared where Alicia Fox was. That's true. They could have <laughs> used Lacey Evans and had her team with Charlotte Flair. Why not? Even if Charlotte's not going to win, what does it hurt to put her in there? Why would you not want your top heel – the Charlotte Flair to be interested in brand new titles. She's not in the title picture right now, uh, maybe with Asuka. Why not have her do it? You could have easily used uh, um, Lana, even though she's quote-unquote injured right now. Um, she was out there walking fine after the Royal Rumble. Quote-unquote different from putting up the quotations? Yeah. Okay. Um, because she was out there walking fine, but she had her foot, break, or her foot thing on, and she was bitching that she didn't get in the tournament, so apparently she thinks she could compete with that foot cast on or brace on. Um, Why the fuck not? Or bring up Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai from NXT and let them compete. Do something, but don't just give all of the women on SmackDown, the three tag teams that you have, spots. And then, obviously, we got Fabulous Glow, uh, which is Carmella and Naomi as a tag team, tag which team I didn't even know I wanted, but it's pretty 
pretty fucking great. Yeah, that's what I said. The tag team, I had no idea I wanted until they showed it to me. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, do that. More of that. <laughs> and we are introduced to Fabulous Glow, who is uh, competing in a match against the Iconics and Mandy and Sonya, which are apparently now known as Fire and Desire. Um, I'm going to guess Sonya is the fire and Mandy is desire. That's that's kind of hot, but yeah. Uh, so fire and desire pick up the win here in this uh, six or three-way tag team match. Um, a lot of talking shit. Yeah, really, yeah, the Iconics were there too. <laughs> it wasn't a bad match. Naomi had a nice series of uh, kicks and shit against Sonya Deville. And- and that flying thing off the – yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. They did their shit, but it was just really, it's all about the Elimination Chamber. So until we get there uh, next weekend, yeah, it's next weekend already. Until we get there next weekend, um, it's all just going to be build. Speaking of build, the rest of the show was all about the men's Elimination Chamber match. We had Randy Orton beating Ali. Uh, also gave him a pretty good black eye. Like his eye was swollen up. Stop Ali, right? Yes, Mustafa Ali, not not Muhammad Ali. Okay, just making sure. I'm like, did you know? Did I miss something? Did they bring Muhammad Ali back from the dead? No, but I will say Mustafa Ali does float like a butterfly, and he floated like a butterfly right into that motherfucking RKO. I mean, that, listen, <laughs> you know, I, I I talk a lot of shit about Randy Orton because I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of sick of seeing him all the time. But then I watch him in a match like this, and I'm like, God damn, why are you so good? Like, it's times when I'm just like. It don't make no damn sense for somebody to be this good. <laughs> Even with the whole, like, you know, the setup, a little fake RKO out of nowhere earlier, and to still get it again after that and be surprised by it. Like, what the fuck? <clears throat> Orton gets the win over Ali. It was a great match. Uh, Joe comes in and attacks both guys after the match. He really only kicked Ali, but choked out Orton. Then Daniel Bryan comes down, and Joe looks like he's going to go after him until uh, his heavy, Rowan, comes out. And then Joe's like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to walk this way. I'll deal with you later. Daniel bitches about having to be in the elimination chamber and tells us how great Washington is and that he's from Washington and he's Washington's favorite son and all the stuff he's doing to make the world better and blah, blah, blah. And it's not fair. They're trying to. Yeah. They're trying to ruin it. We didn't get to talk about that. What do you think about the new eco-friendly belt? How do you like his custom championship? Listen, listen. <laughs> it is the most Daniel Bryan thing ever. And it's full, just like, why would you do this? Because why not? That's why you would do this. And I'm just like, give me more of this. More of this shit. Because it makes me so happy that it's so just it's so smug of him. <laughs> like, I'm getting my own custom belt, but I'm going to get it made of hemp. <laughs> and Velcro. There are oh. no metal snaps. It looks like it Velcro's on. Oh, man. <laughs> and wood and stones and, yeah. I, I, it, it, use little, little, um, little ties made of twine or some shit. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look bad. I'm not uh, – it doesn't look bad. It doesn't. It looks like a fucking Daniel Bryan belt, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He then wore that down to the ring for his match against Jeff Hardy. Before that, we see a little backstage issue between Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles where AJ implies that Jeff's had some problems lately and he doesn't really – he shouldn't really be uh, 
the face of the company. And Jeff says, well, you can't beat Daniel Bryan, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And they're like, I'm going to settle this with him now, and I'll settle with you. He said the real AJ Styles can't beat the new Daniel Bryan. Same fucking shit. No, because the old AJ Styles beat the old Daniel Bryan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Jeff versus Daniel Bryan becomes uh, DQ because Rowan interferes right as Jeff is about to win the match. And then everyone comes down and we get a big brawl. So do you think they'll do what I want them to do and add more people to assist Daniel Bryan? I really do hope so. Um, I Don't get me wrong. Rowan's fine, even though hearing him cut a promo was fucking weird. Yeah, it freaked me out. I'm like, wait, is he talking? Yeah. Are you allowed to talk? <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but no, I, I, I want... We don't have an actual, like, we've got the Undisputed Era, or you can call it the New Day. We don't really have factions. Yeah, I'm about to say the New Day is a tag team. They're not a faction. We have three-person teams, yeah. uh, some of which have a clear leader, but we don't have any real factions right now in WWE. And I would like Daniel Bryan to get his own faction. I would, too. You know how I love how I feel about factions. So Yeah. So do it, WWE. Do it. Um, this felt like a closing segment for the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber, though. It's weird that we have one more week. Like this felt like what would happen next week, not this week. Well, no, next week there's going to be a six-man tag match. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, Travis, what month is it? It is February. And what is February here in the United States and nowhere else in the world? Black History Month. What are we doing for Black History Month? Studying black history. Studying black wrestling history. There was a vote up. Facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. Travis and I decided we are going to cover some of the greatest moments or greatest wrestlers or greatest title wins, successes, however you want to look at it, of some African-American superstars. And this week, Ron Simmons winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship won the poll. So we went back and we took a look at his historic win, becoming the first ever African-American heavyweight champion in wrestling. I'm a little disappointed by WWE. What? He went to Florida State, by the way. I used to, because I went to FAMU, I used to, like, spend some time on Florida State's campus. They got a whole lot of shit, like, you know, they're proud of this man. They really are. And it's really fucking cool. They should be. Yeah. They they really really should be. Anyway, go ahead. I'm disappointed in WWE because I looked and I looked and I looked and I could not find the actual fucking match. Yeah, I know. I It took place on February 2nd, 1992, which is a Sunday. Supposedly it was a TV taping, um, but I couldn't find the fucking match. I found the February 8th edition of WCW Saturday Night where they played bits and pieces of it. I found the full match on YouTube and I watched it, but I could not find on the network the full Ron Simmons versus Vader match where he wins the WCW title. Um, it was about a 12-minute match. He wins it, like I said, from Vader. Uh, this was decided by a lethal lottery. So basically, they put a bunch of names in a bag, and his name got pulled, and he was given the title shot, and he fucking won. Mm-hmm. See what happens when you give black people a chance. Yeah, they win. <laughs> 
he was champion for about four months before he lost the title back to Vader in December of that same year. Um, I think one of the best parts about this was Jim Ross commentating this because he really made you feel like Ron Simmons was the underdog but could beat Vader and he had the prowess. He could do it. Let's see what he got kind of thing, you know, and then, yeah, yeah I appreciated that. One, another one was just like, yo, JR, why are you so fucking good? Like, it's just, I missed that. I am very disappointed that this full match is not on the network. It should be. Um, but regardless, Travis, it is a historic moment. And, I mean, Vader at that time in 1992 was destroying everyone. So even though it wasn't on TV or at a pay-per-view or somewhere that it probably should have been, um, the fact that he is the first ever African-American heavyweight champion in wrestling, the fact that, you know, he beat a big name like Vader, uh, held on to the belt for four months. I mean, it's not a long run, but could have made him lose it the next night or some shit, you know. He had a run with it. He had a couple defenses, no one notable, but a few defenses. Um, it really is a big deal. Uh, without Ron Simmons, we w- might not have got the Mark Henrys or the Booker T's or um, Bobby Lashley's, our truths a lot of what we have now. And there was a visible African-American male in the crowd bawling his eyes out. Yeah, man. I'm like, yo, you didn't have to focus on that dude like that, though. He was ugly crying. Like, yeah. it was just like, it's more than like, people just like, man, you know, they shed a little tear because they feel a little emotional. This dude was ugly crying. And <laughs> he deserved ugly cry because, like I said, it's a big it. fucking deal. But they didn't have to focus on him that long, though. Like, <laughs> you have never had an African-American world heavyweight champion. You were sitting there front row. And well, I get you- it. Once again, I get that he felt that way. He's fine to ugly cry. I'm saying they didn't have to focus the camera on him as long as they did. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, Travis, I got to put a poll up for next week. Should we focus on tag teams, uh, African-American women? We can do like Jacqueline and Sasha and Naomi yeah, let's give, and Alicia. Uh, let's give the women a look next week. All right. So we will uh, – that poll will come up later today. Next week we'll be looking at some of the highlights, uh, title wins, moments from African-American women uh, next week. We are not going to talk about the time at Capital Carnage where we saw Jacqueline's titties. I don't have – I don't think I have the time to tell you what I found out about that and what Vince said about that. How much time we got? We good? Oh, we got time, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Apparently, because uh, I've been listening to a lot of the Conrad Thompson uh, podcast with Bruce Pritchard and Something Tony Schiavone. Right. Yeah. Uh, they talked about Capital Carnage, and apparently Jacqueline was one of the only actual planned nudity spots in WWE. And when Vince was presenting it, he said, everyone loves chocolate and everyone loves titties. Who doesn't love chocolate titties? I feel you, Vince. I feel you. Who does chocolate titties? I died. <laughs> I fucking died. When I heard him do his Vince McMahon impression and yeah. refer to Jacqueline's titties as chocolate titties. Yeah. 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 I'm a little disappointed that on the network, though, they censor it now. It's just like, oh, that sucks. But I can still find it. <laughs> there really should be 
like a parental control option. Yeah, where you can get all that stuff uncensored because yeah. all the fun stuff from the 90s that we used to see and we would never get to see again. Also, I found out that apparently when Mae Young went topless at that Royal Rumble that you love so much that uh, she was wearing prosthetic breasts. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't remember if it was JR or if it was Bruce Pritchard, but they were talking about that Royal Rumble, and they said, is that the one where Mae Young had on the prosthetic breasts? breasts. So apparently they weren't real titties. That sounds like something that she would do. They said she'd like stuff her panties with sardines and shit too, so, you know. Oh. Yeah. Is that a Black History Month moment we should cover? Is Mae Young uh, giving birth to the first African American hand? No, that's okay. We the can, world's strongest African American hand. We can leave that out. Okay. Um, all right, Travis. Well, but anyway, you guys- back to Ron Simmons though, because we talked about this most big moment. It's just also just makes me really disappointed in what the WWF did with him when he came over. Because it was just oh, like, absolutely. I mean, they had him as a leader of the nation. Like, okay, yeah, you got that, but I need you should have taken that further than that. You know what I mean? Like. The only problem that could have arisen is once they put The Rock in there, which was big for The Rock, so The Rock reached heights that he may not have reached if they hadn't done that. But I don't know, man. It just seems like, you know, he sh- Farouk should have should have ascended higher than he did. But. Putting The Rock in that situation, he would have blown up anyway. Farouk should have been WWF champion at some point before The Rock even exactly. got into the nation or once The Rock got there and he was still IC champion especially the thing they did with Farouk and the rock would have been more meaningful if Farouk was champion. Um, yeah, it would have, it would actually would have been a great thing. You know, rock is IC champ, Farouk is world champ. And yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that after the acolytes broke up, JBL was the guy that you put the belt on. Yeah. 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 It's sad that in WWF, he was more, recognizable more relevant as a member of a tag team than he was the leader of a faction yeah everyone remembers the nation but when you think of ron simmons you think of damn you think of the apa you think of the cigars and the poker and the ass kickings that he delivered then you forget that he led the nation for a long time and it was yeah it was a big deal it really was yeah it's one of those (sighs) when you look at it you're like yo they had the the nerve, the audacity to put, you know, a black militant group on television. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I like that. And I knew they were heels at the time, but I still cheered for them because, you know, got to. And we still, to this day, have not had an African-American WWF champion other than The Rock. Yeah, and he's half black. He's a Samoan. That's why they gave it to him, because he was Samoan. World Heavyweight Champion is different. We have had World Heavyweight Champions. No one's won the WWE Championship. Yeah. They, Hopefully that will change. Yeah, they gave it to, you know, Booker T had the world title. Mark, Mark Henry had the world title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, that poll will be up at facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. Also, we have uh, next weekend a post show. For the Elimination Chamber, you guys can find Travis and I here doing that post show. Uh, that will be at Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine or Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. Find all that there. Also, just go check out Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. There's a lot of cool shit there. Um, videos from all of the different podcasts. 
uh, that Travis has going on, including Super Flash Yero of Tomorrow, which is back and better than ever. Um, you guys are a fan of the DC Universe, go check that out. That is at facebook.com slash group slash Super Flash Yero of Tomorrow and also on all podcast streaming services that you can find this podcast that you are listening to now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. All them shits. You can find Travis on Instagram and Twitter at Sir Cussalot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Creation Magazine's Creation Conversation coming back anytime soon, Travis? It's a loaded question. What do you mean? Is that a loaded question? There is a loaded question. It's just there's there there are holdups. Just let's just say that. We'll we'll get. Okay. I'm sorry, people. I'm. We're gonna do it. It's coming back. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But we've got some holdups. I can bug those people into getting what they need to get done done. So the holdups are done. You know I'm good at that. Just give me their numbers. (sighs) Can't do that. Okay. These are. It's kind of it's fragile, is what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta finesse people right now. I can't force them right now. I gotta finesse them. Yeah, I'm not good at finesse. I'm good at. I force. know you're not. I know. I know. That's why I'm handling it, not you. All right, guys. Well, I am looking forward to talking to you next week. For Sir Cussela, Travis Pointer, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.